Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Chuck and Stacy from VO Buzz Weekly. And you are listening to Geek, 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 One more. One more. Welcome to episode 75 of Tooncast Beyond, brought to you by the Geekcast Radio Network. I am your host, Steve Jim and Mike, and joining me today is Steve Megatron. I return. Yes. Yes, and we're here to talk about a uh, 90s cartoon that we both loved at some point or another. This is before Beast Wars, but after Turtles had already started, yada yada yada. Today we jump in the Turbo Cat to talk about SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron. Originally we were going to talk about Season 1 by itself, but since SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron only had two seasons with a total of 23 episodes for the whole thing, we're going to talk about both seasons later in the season breakdown. For now though, let's head to JT and Just the Facts on SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron. Hey guys, JT from Saskatoon here with the Just the Facts all about SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron. Taking place on an alternate reality Earth populated by anthropomorphic cats, SWAT Cats follows the adventures of Jake and Chance, aka Razor and T-Bone, the titular heroes as they fight crime in Mega Cat City. Once part of the police-like enforcers, they were dishonorably discharged from the service after being blamed for destroying Enforcer HQ while pursuing Dark Cat, the primary villain of the series. The boys are forced into an indentured servitude of sorts, running the city's salvage yard in order to pay back the millions of dollars in property damage they allegedly caused. While lamenting their fate, Jake and Chance discover the salvage yard contains a wealth of advanced military technology and machinery and decide to become vigilantes. They construct a hangar underneath the scrapyard containing their highly advanced fighter jet, the Turbo Cat, 
as well as other assorted crime-fighting vehicles and gear like the Glovatrix. Regularly facing off against villains like Dark Cat, the Past Master, Dr. Viper, and the Metallicats, Razor and Tebow must also deal with the fact they are wanted fugitives being constantly pursued by Commander Ulysses Farrell and the Enforcers. Farrell, incidentally, is kind of an asshole and the one responsible for the destruction of Enforcer HQ to begin with, which also kind of makes it his fault for the SWAT Cats being born anyhow. However, not everyone is against the SWAT Cats as they have an ally in Callie Briggs, the deputy mayor of Megacat City under the cowardly Mayor Manx. She summons the SWAT Cats with a special communicator whenever the Enforcers are unable to handle whatever is threatening the city. Created by Christian and Yvonne Tremblay and produced by Anna Barbera Productions, SWAT Cats premiered on September 11, 1993 as part of the syndicated animation block The Fantastic World of Anna Barbera. SWAT Cats also ran on TBS as part of their Sunday morning in front of the TV block and was a mainstay on Cartoon Network throughout the mid-90s. The series ran from 1993 to 1995 for a grand total of 25 episodes and one special across two seasons. The show is most fondly remembered by fans for its distinctive voice cast. Series leads Razor and T-Bone were respectively voiced by Barry Gordon and Charlie Adler. You might be familiar with their work. Both worked in voice acting throughout the 1980s, with Mr. Gordon voicing Donatello on the original TMNT animated series in 1987, and Mr. Adler voicing Silverbolt, leader of the Aerial Bots, on the G1 Transformers animated series. SWAT Cats also featured Jim Cummings as Mayor Manx, Tress McNeil as Kelly Briggs, Frank Welker as Dr. Viper, and Gary Owens, the original Space Ghost, as the voice of Commander Farrell. The show also featured the likes of Mark Hamill, Neil Ross, April Winchell, and Rob Paulson in recurring and one-off voice roles. In addition to the voice cast, the show featured a few notable touches that endeared it to fans even to this day. One of which is surely the somewhat cliched use of guitar riffs and power rock music in each episode. I say cliched, but I loved every chord. A main feature of the show was one of the most recognizable theme songs of the early 90s. I would put this right up there with Ron Wasserman's Go Go Power Rangers in terms of sheer get you pumped up kind of energy. Another reason the show has remained such a fan favorite may be the switch from Anna Barbera in-house staff animation to Japanese animation studio Mook Animation for the entire second season. This resulted in a more dynamic anime style which also increased the intensity of the on-screen action. And despite the kid-friendly nature of the series, the show featured some darker story elements than most shows at the time were likely to use. A good example of this was in the first season episode, The Giant Bacteria, where Dr. Viper horribly mutates a one-off villain named Morbulus into a hulking monster comprised of bacterial cultures in order to steal some chemicals from Megacat City Labs. I don't think it's escaped any fans notice that the show was largely created as a response to the overwhelming success of Ninja Turtles in the 80s, which in and of itself kind of created a small animation boom. Sure, there were dino saucers, street sharks, extreme dinosaurs, and even some biker mice from Mars, but there is one radical squadron that captured our easily excitable adolescent minds the way SWAT cats did. This is JT from Saskatoon, signing off. Thank you so much, JT, for those just the facts on SWAT cats. Now it is time for our history with the show. Steve, did you watch this show as a kid? I did. Team up! Wake up, buddy! We need a pilot now! 
and it was great. Yeah, you were seven, eight when this came out? Something like that. Yeah, I was 13 in 93, so... I used to watch a lot of television, though. <laughs> so, Not anymore now! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just don't have time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, among other things. But, um... So, yeah, I, I think I saw some of it initially when it came out on TBS, but I believe that most of my rewatching was on Cartoon Network and Boomerang. Right. And uh, I, I just remember enjoying the show, and I was like, oh, so it's like Batman and Ninja Turtles if they were cats. Yeah, pretty much. And so I was like, it's awesome. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I never realized how many people were in it that I'd I'd heard in other programs. Like, I knew Jim Cummings was in it. I knew Barry Gordon was in it because of Ninja Turtles. I was like, oh, that's Donatello, you know, in there. And then, um, you know, Gary Owens and uh, some of the other characters, I just, I couldn't place them when I first listened to it. And even now, I still can't place some of them. I know that... uh, um, Frank Walker is a particular character in there as well, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the show like one I love the theme, which is yeah. why it's used on GCR and Wars. I love the season two version of the theme. Is it the one that I use on Wars? I don't know, but that's the one that I love. Um, so, uh, I'm looking through here. I'm going to find out. see if we have um, Brock Peters as Dark Cat. Dr. Viper was Frank Welker. I knew he was. I, I just couldn't place the name. Yep, season yep. two's intro is the one I like. Yeah, me too. Yep. It's the... Yep. And then it, it goes... And then you see the jet. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that theme so much. I... That was the theme that I was like, that is the the most awesome theme in the it, world. It like, is very much so. And that's why I still use not GCR in Wars. <laughs> I got I got another excuse for using it too because Dark Cat was in the tournament, so True. Very true. Um did you know that T Bone is voiced by Buster Bunny? <laughs> Charlie Adler? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I could place it, I, but I couldn't place it. Like, yeah, it was, I couldn't place it at all. Like until I just looked at it. I I know I like T Bone's voice. I've always liked T Bone's voice, but I never could place that it was Charlie. Nope, I never could either. And like I said, uh, Barry Gordon was very easy to pick out. Yeah, but he doesn't really change his voice all that much. Mm-hmm. He just kind of, you know. Yeah, his voice is his voice, and he you. His voice, he uses different inflections in different things depending on the lines, but it's essentially still his own voice, which that's one thing that I absolutely love about him because he doesn't need to do him. There's so many other people that do impressions or mimics or whatever, and that's great. I love those, but I also love someone that can just use their own voice to create characters with, which is so cool. When was the last time before you went back this time... Till you saw the show. So, before we'd researched it for this podcast, when was the last time you actually watched this? About two years ago. Really? Yep, because I, I actually bought the DVDs. Cool. 
So, yeah, I caught one or I looked up one or two episodes a couple of years ago, but I never actually like sat through and watched the whole show. Um, so for me, it's probably been about fifteen years or so. I think it's somewhere around two thousand or two, well, two thousand two or so that I saw it last. Um, I think I got that. I, I'm not entirely sure if I got that for review or not. I, I want to say I didn't. Um, but I remember getting the DVDs. I just I can't for the life of me remember when the DVDs came out. Uh, what did you remember about most about the show before catching up with it recently? Uh, well, one the jet, Turbo Cat. Yep. The the jet is like my main, and then the gear that T Bone and Razor have when they're going through, mm-hmm. um, and then of course you have you know the Metallic Cats, Dark Cat, Doctor Viper. Those were those are my main memories of the show, right? Prior to this, and uh, you almost got like a, a bebop and rock steady out of the. Uh, Metallic Cats. Oh, yeah. And Dark Cat, you had, like, the Shredder. Yeah. If he were a crime boss. Pretty much, yep. Mixed with Dr. Claw. Yep. So, it's, it's yeah, I, I I really enjoyed a lot of the, the nature of the characters and uh, what they were trying to go for. Absolutely. For me, I remember most... Obviously, we talked about the theme song, but I remember the theme song the most. I remember uh, both uh, T-Bone and Razor as characters. I remember... I remembered one of the villains, but I used the wrong name for him. When we were... We were originally going to do this a while. We were originally going to record this like six months ago, folks. We just couldn't get to it then. Um... And I asked you, oh, what's that villain on SWATcats? Is it the Taskmaster, the this master, the... And I'm like, oh, it's the past master. You know, time traveling oh, yeah, the time villain. Travel. Yeah, the time traveling villain. I kind of liked him only because of the dark cats, the dark SWATcats thing that, ha- that... that I love that episode. That's my favorite episode of, like, storytelling kind of thing. Because, let's face it, like, these this series does tell a story and it is very good, but it still at the same time is a '90s cartoon that does villain of the week stuff. You still have overarching things in this cartoon, like Feral's always like, "Oh, those SWAT cats! I'm gonna arrest them." Well, I, I kind of get like if you had uh, J. Jonah Jameson as Commissioner <laughs> Gordon's job, and mm-hmm. they're like, "I'll get you," you know, and yep. I, I'm just like, "Okay, I, I get it." Yep. He he hates the you know, I'll get those SWAT cats. Yep. Absolutely. Um and what level of a fan were were we heading into the prep work for this record? I, I love going back and watching this show. Can I watch all 23 or however many episodes there are? No, I can watch specific ones though. I mean, there's at least seven or eight out of these episodes that I would love going back and watching. Like if I was, there was a thing a while ago on another podcast on the network talking in circles. They did like, what is your cartoon TV lineup or weekday afternoon TV? This would most definitely be in my lineup. One of those days. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that too. I, 
I, I was a pretty decent fan of it back in the day. I mean, I like I said, I used to watch a lot of cartoons, so uh, this was on my my list of things to uh, to watch um, between like the various Batman series or Marvel series or um, Ninja Turtles or uh, at the time Beast Wars. So it, it, I, I I watched an obscene amount of animation during the 90s. Yep, absolutely. So it is now time for the season breakdown, and we are going to talk about SWAT Cat Season 1 after this. That Razor wasn't here to see it. Hey, T-Bone, how's it going up there? Razor! Mission accomplished, and I guess you must have stopped the bomb from wrecking the city. Basically, yeah, but uh, you better pick me up at Enforcer headquarters before Farrell comes back and sticks us with another bill. On my way. All right, we are back talking SWAT Cat Season 1. Do you have a favorite episode or story arc or character moment from Season 1? Uh, I have... I have some some episodes. Uh, I like the Metallic Hats because you kind of get your introduction to them, uh, and I I kind of like whenever uh, we get an episode. Well, one you get the Past Master showing up, which is the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the wrath of Dark Cat. Like I, I love the character of Dark Cat. Yeah. Just because he's so menacing, it's it's kind of hard to uh, uh, think of of how you know just how that would they beat this guy? Like <laughs> who's who's very brilliant yet always loses. Yeah much um for me with this one i i like both t-bone and razor but if i had to pick one between the two of them i would probably pick razor because he's just slightly cooler in my personal opinion um favorite episodes out of season one there really aren't there is an overall story arc but there really isn't like individual story arcs or anything like that I like the very first episode, The Past Master Always Rings Twice. I think that's very, very cool. The Dark Cat episode, so Wrath of Dark Cat, Night of Dark Cat. Um, I like the Metallic Cats episodes. You know, that episode you have the professor who's trying to do something good, but just can't do anything good with the Metallic Cats. Um... I like Chaos and Crystal because that's the one with Rex Shard. Like I, re- for some odd reason, I really remember that um, that villain. I remember his design. I remember, you know, and I hadn't seen this in years. Uh, the Ghost Pilot was good. The Red Lynx and the Blue Manx because apparently the Blue Manx is the great grandfather of Mayor Manx, of course. Um, and then, <laughs> enter, enter, enter the Mad Cat. <laughs> they have to do a late night television parody. That's just hilarious. And you basically have, 
like the trickster joker type mm-hmm. of character. Yep, pretty much. Absolutely. I think the pacing of the season was done well. I think that um, each episode went fairly well. Nothing was too fast. Nothing was forced. There were no real cringeworthy moments or lines or jokes or anything like that. Um, did you have any highlights or lowlights from this season? Not really. I mean, you, the only thing you kind of get is like Commander Farrell uh, kind of uses the same canned lines of you know, uh, uh, he almost seems like your your typical '60s uh, kind of character. You know, yeah. uh, in, in almost like how you would have the police in the Scooby Doo episodes. Oh yeah, I mean, he would have gotten away for it. You know, if it weren't for these these meddling kids. You know, I mean, it's the same type of tone basically you're getting with him, but he's like all you know, kind of a bumbling idiot that's yeah. put in charge, uh, and then. Razor and, and T-Bone have the hots for Briggs and, and uh, <laughs> Farrell's daughter. And <laughs> What I find so infuriating about Farrell is even in the first season, I think it's even in the first episode, or the episode where they go back and give the origin for Chance and Jake, um, Chance uses the same line, you know, that's our... Mark or whatever it is, Farrell, you know, it's our tag or whatever. He says that twice, both not as a SWAT cat and then later as a SWAT cat. You'd think Farrell being a police chief or commander or whatever, he would, you know, put two and two together. Apparently math is not that cat's uh, strong suit. No, definitely not. No. Up next is SWAT Cat Season 2 Breakdown. We'll be back after this. I told you not to take this hero stuff too seriously, Sir Razor. We can't let her marry the past master. Sunrise is only a couple of hours away. The Turbo Cat has got to be operational by then. Whatever happened to thanks for the backup. Oh, and uh, thanks for the backup, buddy. All right, we are back here on Tooncast Beyond, episode 75, talking SWAT Cats, the Radical Squadron, season two. Uh, this season had some really cool episodes in it. Uh, a Bright and Shiny Future, which is a Past Master episode. I love that one. Razor's Edge, which is pretty much all about Razor, who thinks he's, you know, injured some civilians. When it's not really what happened. Uh, gives great character development to Razor. I thought that was really cool. Um, SWAT Cats Unplugged was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be them, you know, at a rock concert that was acoustic or something for some odd reason. I don't know why I thought that, but yeah. Uh, the Origin of Dr. Viper. I love that because it's an origin episode. The Dark Side of SWAT of the SWAT Cats. This, to me, should have been the series finale, or at least the season finale, if the series was going to continue. Basically, flip-flop episodes 9 and 10, and I would be more than happy to say that the dark side of the SWAT Cats was the series finale for this. This is the one where they get hurled into an alternate dimension where evil versions of themselves are not only wanted for just about every crime, but 
they're also working for Dark Cat. Yeah, I, I what's funny is I, I completely agree with you with all of these episodes that you've picked so far for season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one I would add to it is the uh, Unlikely Alloys. Yeah, I like that episode. I don't dislike that episode. I'm just saying that I wish that 9 and 10 were reversed. So, episode, so Unlikely Alloys would be the second to... It would be the penultimate, and then the dark side, the dark side of the SWAT Cats, or whatever it's called, would be the finale. But yeah, I, I like Unlikely Alloys as well. What's unfortunate is there were six other episodes. Yeah. That never made it to the light of day. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Yep. And then, uh, kind of rounding that out, there's, there was at some point, who knows what stage in this it is now, but Tremblay Brothers Studios was uh, back in uh, uh, 2015. It's been that long, which is ridiculous that it's taken this long. But uh, there was an estimated delivery for November of 2015. Yep. For the revival of it, yeah. Yeah, for the revival. Um, and their pledge goal was 50000 they, they got 141500 Yep. And... Nothing has ever come of it. No. And it was I. I would love to see this. See what I okay. What I'm wondering about this is, you know, I know people have told me how Kickstarter works. If you don't get funded, you don't. The project well, doesn't have doesn't happen or something or other. This this is what essentially the funding got. The funding stage is the basic funding for the fifty thousand. Uh, they met the goal of the new TV series Bible, three scripts, character design, and concept art. The hundred thousand dollar goal was production of a two minute animation teaser to establish the look of the new series. Had they hit two hundred thousand, there would have been a production of an all new complete episode of twenty two minutes. So there's actually really nothing to see, um, aside from a two-minute animation teaser, if there is one. Wow. Uh, if they'd hit a million, there would have been a production of a five-part miniseries of episodes, so 22-minute episodes, five yeah. apart. And if they would have hit 1.5 million, they would have done a 70-minute uh, directed streaming movie. Right. Um, see, like... And it says they're looking for, or they were looking for investors to, you know. I think this would be perfect for Netflix. I really do. I wish they would take it. Yeah. That would be the only way I'd sign back up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. SWAT Cats, The Radical Squadron, Season 2. Highlights for me from this season are... The storytelling in the dark side of the SWAT cats, um, the origin of Doctor Viper, because I never expected to see that, but very very cool. Uh, anytime Chance and Jake are messing around with each other, I thought that was really really cool. I was hoping in the episode that it's uh, Chance has the fear of of um, of swimming, like he doesn't know how to swim. I thought they were going to show Jake having some sort of thing that they could help each other with, but they never actually did. Um, the pacing of the season I thought was very well done. Um, I really grew to enjoy uh, 
Farrell's daughter as a character because she was pretty much a kick-ass kind of... Well, and she was starting to kind of grow uh, mm-hmm. in season two. Yep. Yep, so. absolutely. So, we are going to head on to see how the season held up. So, possible topics here that we can talk about. Did the season keep your interest throughout? Are you itching to watch the next season now? Well, there is no next season for the series, but... Well, there could yeah, be if, there could if be. market this. Uh, would you continue to watch the show after this season? Would you recommend this season of a show to people? Would you show your children this show? That's a question for you later. Um, which I'm pretty sure isn't new, but we'll talk about that later. So, the season, both seasons of, of SWATCAT, since we're talking about both of them, they very much did keep my interest. There was only a few times that I was disinterested, and most of that had to do with Mayor Manx and his golfing. Oh um, my god. It's like <laughs> Sultan and Aladdin. <laughs> Like, literally, I don't want to... Yeah. As I said earlier, as far as are you itching to watch the next season now, I can go back and watch various episodes of this and very much enjoy myself because it takes me back to the 90s and I absolutely love that. Um, I would definitely recommend for people to watch this series. I would so tell people to watch Swat Cats because it was just a fun little action cartoon. What about you? Uh, everything except your the the kid question. What are your thoughts? Um, I I think it's held up pretty well. I I didn't really have any moments where I was disinterested, other than the fact that the mayor is is the most boring part of the show, and, and I get it. Like they have yeah. to have him there, but um. I would continue watching it if they revived it um, and came up with the uh, SWAT Cats Revolution. Um, and I would be itching to see more if they had it, but they don't. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend this season and this show to uh, to people. Absolutely. Alright, now let's talk about cartoons and kids. Would you show this to your kids at any point? Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> Would you like to expand on that? Not really. <laughs> okay. Alrighty then. Uh, overall grade for GCR Universal Rating Scale. Let's see. Zero to five stars. What would you give SWAT Cats, The Radical Squadron, a series as a whole? Uh, I'll give it a 4.5 uh, because it's it's got its couple of moments, but it's not. Um, I, I like it graphically, and I like the uh, the story and the um, the voice acting, and it's it's just it's a pretty solid show. Uh, the only gripe is between the annoyingness of the 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 mayor and the uh, the fact it didn't get enough episodes. Yeah, a proper send off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you. 4.5 as well. Um, <clears throat> animation is well done, in my opinion. The mu- I love the music of the series. Love the theme song. Uh, the characters are all very well done. Very, very interesting stories overall. 
I'm hoping if we do get Revolution that we get more stories with the villains that were there. Other villains as well. So there is that. We are going to take one final break and then we're going to have the last word after this. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes toys can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, Blaine, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. The magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk. Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. I know what we're doing today. Okay, Michael, if we're going to tackle this podcast thing, we've got to do something really special. It has to be cool, daily, in audio form, and undetectable by radar. Something that screams summer. I know, let's do a Phineas and Ferb review podcast. We'll call it the Podcast Organization Without a Colacronym, or PALCA for short. What do you think? I think if we're not careful, Kansas is going to bust us. You can find PALCA on the GeekCast, Radio Network, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, and all of the other methods you find podcasts. Okay then, carry on. We are back here on Tooncast Beyond, episode 75, and we're going to close out SWATcats, the Radical Squadron. Steve, what uh, would you like to say anything else about the show, anything we missed, or any of that kind of stuff? I don't think there's anything I missed, but uh, I would definitely say it was a, uh, a fun and entertaining show to, uh, to watch, and... Uh, great dvd series even though uh there's not really anything in the way of special features it's literally just episodes which is something that warner brothers home entertainment is terrible for uh for old stuff like there's no extras it's it's literally just dvd yeah, yeah that's a, yeah they are terrible at that at times yeah at times unless it's a new show if it's a newer series they're they're awesome but yeah Yep, so the show is on DVD, so you can get it that way. That's going to do it for today's episode of TuneCast. We'd like to thank you for joining us here on the show, and of course we invite you to get into contact with us to leave feedback for our shows. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow at Tooncast Beyond. I am at TFG and Mike. You can also follow at Geekcast Radio for all the other network updates. What is your Twitter, sir? At SCP21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tooncast Beyond. I wish you'll join us next time when we'll be giving you our thoughts on X-Men 1992, the animated series, with myself and Eduardo talking about season two of that show. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Steve Megatron Phillips. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Hey, what's that? close. Do you think Dark Cat will surface again soon? Well, when he does, we'll be waiting. Both of us. Count on it.